are listening to the podcast of First Baptist Church of Sevierville, where our mission is helping people move from their point of need to hope in Christ. For more information about our church, head on over to severe.church. Today's sermon, What's Your Word for 2024, is shared by Senior Pastor Dan Spencer. Well, good morning, everybody. It sure is good to see you. And I want to ask you at this time to find in your Bible Joshua chapter 24, the last chapter of the book of Joshua. And that's going to be our text today as I share with you my word for 2024. I have to tell you, I love New Year's Day. Uh, I love the fresh start. I I love what it means. Uh, I know that some people are like, What's the big deal? It's just another Monday this year. Uh, But I really love New Year's Day. I think we ought to look at it as a gift from God when He gives us a clean slate, when we're preparing to uh, start another trip around the sun. You know, uh, the, the concept of a year is not man's idea. That's God's idea. God built that, uh, that unit of time into the world that He created Uh, so that the new year is sort of a natural reset. And when we turn the page on that new year, we're looking at a year that is full of possibility and a year that's full of potential. Uh, I want to look today at the new year as a gift from God and a chance to do better and to be better. There have been many years in the past when I've made out a list of new year's resolutions. That's crazy. Nobody can keep a whole list of New Year's resolutions. So I've found, along with many other people, that a word, a single word, works much better for me. It's amazing how a single word that uh, encapsulates your focus or your goal or your commitment for the new year can lead to habits and changes that last a lot longer than a New Year's resolution. So I've been praying about a word for 2024, and I want to share that with you today. Uh, Now, uh, I did the same thing last year, as Nick said earlier, for 2023. Last year, my word uh, was authentic, and uh, I chose that word. I believe God laid it on my heart because I don't want to be the kind of pastor who just serves out of obligation and does just enough to get by. I don't want to be a pastor who's whiny and entitled. I don't want to be the kind of pastor who preaches things I don't practice and who puts on a religious act only when people are watching me. I want it to be real. I want it to be authentic. I want it to come from the heart. And I want to be an authentic man of God, whether I'm standing on this platform or at home with my wife. And so uh, my word for 2023 has been authentic. And, and I pray that I'm more real, I'm, I'm less hypocritical, I'm more uh, authentic now than I was 365 days ago when I first began to talk about that with you. Now, uh, apparently many more people in the world thought that was an important word in 2023 because I found this, uh, I was looking at the word Uh, for 2023, according to Merriam-Webster, you know, the dictionary website. And uh, check this out. Here's what I found. The word of the year in 2023 was authentic. Who 
knew? Uh, most people say it's because of the rise of AI. Uh, there's, everything's artificial. What is authentic? And people want to know, is this, is this artificial or is this authentic? And uh, so a lot of people apparently thought uh, that that was an important word. By the way, the number two word of the year, according to this website, was Riz. Mostly due to John Mintz. That boy's got Riz and a half. Uh, and everybody knows it. Well, uh, do you have a word for 2024? I, I want to challenge you to, to pray about that. Last week on social media, I invited uh, people to give me their word for the new year. And here are some of them that I received. One person said their word is compassion. Another said ready. I like that. Uh, other words that I saw were next, hope, rooted, thankful. Somebody said more. Another said growth. Somebody, and I think a lot of us can relate to this. Somebody said, my word for 2024 is rest. That's a good word. Uh, Dodie Sweat in our church had an acronym for the word WAIT, W-A-I-T. She said it stands for willfully abide in trust. I, I like that. I was really moved when I saw the word for the year for, uh, from Tanya Hayes in our church who just lost her husband, David, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she said, my word for the year is strength. And uh, we're all praying for her that the Lord will give her strength. Well, uh, my word for today, uh, I share with you for the sake of accountability because I want you to hold me to it throughout the year. I want you to feel free to ask me how I'm doing with my word, if I'm living out the commitment that it represents. My word for 2024 is today. Today. And here's why that word is important to me at this time in my life. Uh, because today represents now. At the present time. That's what today means to me. It means now at this present time. Here's why I need that in my life. Because I think I spend too much time looking over my shoulder at mistakes that I've made, thinking about all the regrets that I've left in my wake throughout the past year. And I, I, I spend too much time looking back and being too sentimental about the past. And consequently, I end up missing a lot of what God is doing right now, today. So... I want to be more present in 2024 and more alive and more excited in the moment that God has put me in right now. And so my word for this year, uh, this next year is today. Another reason for that is that the word today implies immediate opportunity that may be lost tomorrow. Someone has said that the door of opportunity is ever closing and I think that's true in many ways. I, I don't want to miss any opportunity that God has for me in 2024 because I'm not paying attention or because I'm not seeking his heart in prayer. I don't want to miss a thing. And so my word for this next year is today. Another reason 
that that means something to me is that today demands the end of procrastination. I want to confess to you that I am a natural born procrastinator. I'm great at it. How many of you fight procrastination like I do? Hey, why do today what you can put off until tomorrow, right? I have to fight that every day. Uh, But here's my determination for 2024. If I focus on what God is doing today in my life, if I focus on doing what God puts before me to do today, I won't be able to procrastinate. I'm trying to fight it. My plan for 2024 is to make that word today visible in places that I can't miss it in my daily life. Uh, I already have planned where it's going to pop up, where I'm going to write it down so that I can't get away from that word today. And this year I'm going to anchor down in three passages of scripture that speak about today. And I want to present those to you uh, this morning as three choices for the 366 todays of 2024. We get an extra one this year, right? So here are three choices from these passages of scripture for the 366 todays in 2024. I've asked you to turn to the first one uh, in Joshua chapter 24. Uh, Joshua, the great leader of the people of Israel, is an old man at this point. He has served the Lord for many, many years. He is now, the Bible tells us, 110 years old. Joshua has led God's people to take possession of the promised land. He's led them to fight the battles, to establish themselves in the new home that God has given them. And just before Joshua dies at 110, he does something interesting. He gathers together all the leaders of the tribes of Israel and he calls them to a place called Shechem. And that setting is very important for what Joshua is going to do there. Shechem is a place of historical significance for the people of God because that's where Abraham and his grandson Jacob met with God. They're in that place called Shechem And God spoke to them there, and he called them to a new commitment, and they made some important decisions. Shechem was a place of decision. And so at this important place, at a very important time in the life of the nation of Israel, uh, Joshua calls them together for the purpose of calling them to a commitment, to ask them to make a choice, and what he calls for is a formal decision. Let's read about it in Joshua 24 and verse 14. Joshua says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. So he's saying, look, It's time to put the past in the past. That's over and done with. You're not going back there. Now, I want to call on you to serve 
the Lord. Verse 15 is key. He says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, in other words, if you decide that's not where I want to go in my life, that's not what I want my life to be about, here's what he says. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And listen to this statement. He said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the first choice that I find here is to choose who you're going to serve today. In verse 15, Joshua said, choose for yourselves this day, this day, whom you will serve. These people were at a place where they had a choice to make and the time had come to make it. Serve the Lord or serve the false gods of the Canaanites. Now, serving the Lord would mean living a life that would, and, and developing a culture that would stand out as very different from the surrounding nations. Serving the Lord for them meant being a distinctively different kind of people than all the other people around them. A people who were dedicated to giving glory to the one true God and serving and worshiping Him alone. And, and that choice to serve the Lord would bring about his blessing and his protection on their lives and on their families. Now, the alternative was serving false gods, worshiping the idols of these false religions all around them in these other nations, these cheap substitutes that would result only in heartache and judgment and damnation for them. So Joshua calls them to serve the Lord who made you or serve these cheap little substitutes that you can make yourself. What's it going to be? What is it going to be? And that's a choice that the Lord was not going to make for his people. They had to make it for themselves. He said, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Now Joshua made his choice. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then he wanted to hear all the other leaders of the tribes of Israel to make that same commitment. He wanted to hear them say it. Choose for yourselves this day. Now, that was then. This is now. What does this mean for us? For Christians today, our life with Christ, our salvation begins with a choice. Am I going to deny myself and choose to live for Jesus or am I going to deny Jesus and choose to live for myself? Salvation happens in that moment in time when you make a choice in response to the gospel of Christ called repentance and faith. To deny yourself, to surrender to Jesus as Lord, to trust in Him and to serve Him. And by grace through faith, you are saved when that choice is made. And even though your salvation is secure from that point forever, 
what you will find is that you have to choose every day from the moment you're saved whether you're going to serve Jesus or whether you're going to serve yourself. We look back on a decision to follow Jesus, but then every day thereafter, we have to make this decision. Am I going to live for Jesus and find my strength in Him and find my joy in Him and find my life in Him? Or am I going to keep going back to the things of the world to bring me pleasure and to bring purpose and satisfaction in my life? Who am I going to serve? In 2024, I want that daily choice to be clear for me. I can't make that choice for anybody else. God's not going to make that choice for me. That's a choice. I want, to be, I want it to be clear for me every day. And so uh, uh, what I'm simply going to do is I'm going to memorize those two verses that I just read. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. You can ask me next Sunday, did you memorize the verses? And I'll prove it to you that I did. I hope. Okay? I want to memorize that because I want that, uh, I want that downloaded onto the hard drive of my small brain. I want it tattooed on my mind so that I can't get away from that to choose this day who I'm going to serve. Let me give you one thing that you can do every day of this new year in order to make that choice that I am going to serve the Lord today. And that is to give the first part of your day to the Lord. Here's what I mean. It doesn't have to be complicated. Here's what I mean by that. To give the Lord just the first part of your day. First of all, just open your Bible. Open your Bible. And it doesn't have to be a marathon Bible study that you do in the first part of your day. Just open your Bible and say, teach me, Lord, today. Give me something to live by today in your word. Give me something to do for you today. Give me the wisdom and the strength that I'm going to need from your word today. And then you just read and reflect. And you apply, you apply it. You obey it. Just read and reflect. And if you're not sure where to begin, uh, why don't you read a chapter of the book of Proverbs every day. In the course of most months, you can read all the way through it. That's a book full of wisdom that you need in your daily life. Why don't you go to the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Just start reading a paragraph at a time at the beginning of your day. Just take a few minutes to do that and ask the Lord to speak with you. If you're not really sure exactly where to begin, uh, let me invite you to, to go to severe.church slash follow-up. And uh, there, just give us your name and say, I want to know where to start in my Bible. And one of our pastors will help you to find a plan. So open your Bible and then simply pray. And here's a good place to start as you pray. Lord, here's my schedule. Here are my commitments today. Here are my responsibilities for today. And I need your help. I know what those things are. I know my schedule. I know my commitments that I've made that I have to fulfill today. And so, Lord, please help me to do that. But there's a lot I don't know about today. Only you know the temptations I'm going to face today to sin. Lord, only you know 
the, the spiritual attacks that I'm going to have to endure today. Only you know the unforeseen challenges this day is going to bring. Lord, only you know the difficult people that I'm going to have to deal with in the course of this day. And so, Lord, since you know all that, give me the grace to press on. And I'm going to serve you with all of my heart today, no matter what. What if you were to just pray that prayer? Lord, I don't know what's coming. Help me today to serve you. And then I would say, in addition to reading your Bible, talking to the Lord, committing the day to Him, speak to your own heart. I mean, look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm choosing today that I'm going to serve the Lord. May not do it perfectly, may make mistakes, but at the end of the day, I want to lay my head down on my pillow and be able to say, I serve the Lord today. Wasn't perfect, but I serve the Lord today. Well, let me give you another choice uh, that supports and and augments that one uh, for all your days in 2024. I think it's essential if you're going to stick to that commitment to serve the Lord. It's found in Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Will you turn there? Psalm 118. Many years later, after Joshua gave that challenge to serve the Lord, one of the worship leaders of Israel wrote down this song that we call Psalm 118. He begins the song with 23 lines of praise for the Lord's goodness. Uh, He praises God for His mercy, for His salvation, for His faithfulness. He even praises the Lord for sending discipline into his life when he did it wrong. And then in verse 24, he states this perspective that is so very helpful to all of us. Uh, You probably know this verse already. Psalm 118, 24 says this. This is the day. Think about this perspective. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice And be glad in it. Will you say that with me? It's such a great perspective. Let's say it together. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, he's saying the Lord made today. And the Lord put me in this day that he made. He's made me to live on this day And I'm receiving this day as a gift of God's grace. This is the day the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So this day calls for a choice to be made. Here's the second choice. And that is to choose your attitude today. Choose your attitude today. Question. What kind of year could 2024 be if I choose every day an attitude of praise and joy and gratitude to God. I wonder what this year would look like for me if I purposefully choose my attitude. Because no matter what the circumstances are in your life, you can always choose your own attitude. You're the one who chooses your attitude. Nobody chooses that for you. 
Now, people can hurt you. People can say mean things to you. Circumstances can cave in on you. But God has given you the ability to always choose your own attitude. So what would it be like if I built into my daily routine a time to choose before God that regardless of what's going on or, or who says whatever to me, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord and I'm going to be glad that he gave me another today that I can live for his glory. What if, what if I built that year like this? Now, question for you. How would things be different in your life if you would just be conscious of your attitude in 2024? How many of you would be honest enough to raise your hand and say, my attitude needs a little work. It could be much better. What if you were just conscious of your attitude? Hey, my attitude is I'm nitpicking every little thing that's wrong about everybody and, and every situation and, and everything, and I'm always looking at it that way. What if instead, like, like aiming an arrow at a target before you release it, what if you aim your attitude before you begin your day and you aim it toward being grateful to God and having joy and being glad that God has given you another today to give him glory in. Now, to help me do that, and I need help, my plan is that I'm going to read this psalm, Psalm 118, very significant psalm. It's quoted over and over again in, uh, in the New Testament. Uh, I'm going to read this psalm every day in the month of January with the goal of memorizing it, like all of it. Pray for me, I'm 56. It's not as easy as it used to be. Uh, one final choice I want to present to you comes from James chapter 4. I, I think it, it just supports the other two. To choose to serve the Lord, and in doing that, to choose your attitude every day. Be purposeful about it. Uh, the, the third one comes from James chapter 4. And I'm going to turn there and just read these verses. So convicting uh, to me as I've been studying this. James 4 verse 13. And here's what the Bible says. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow... We will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. It's true, isn't it? We can make our plans, but the truth is, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him, and check this out, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So here's the teaching of that passage. Life is short. Tomorrow is not promised. Today is all you have. And so, whatever you know to do today that the Lord has given you to do or the Lord has commanded you to do, whatever you know that's good to do for the Lord today, do it. 
Don't put it off. Verse 17 says, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Don't be guilty of that sin. Whatever you know to do that's good, do it today. And so that's the third choice. Choose to do the good you know to do today. I'm determined. That's going to be my focus in all the todays of this upcoming year. Just do it. If God gives you the opportunity and you have the availability, make it happen. If he puts a need right in front of you that you can meet, don't hesitate. Just get it done. Don't put it off. Get it done right then. Reach out to that student that is walking toward you in the hallway at school. Share that verse of scripture that God has put on your heart with that coworker while they're sitting there in the break room. Don't put it off to tomorrow. There may not be a tomorrow. All you really have is today. Uh, so send the text today that you've been putting off sending. Have the conversation today that God put on your heart to have. Don't put it off. Now, uh, Remember, there are opportunities that God gives you today that may be lost tomorrow. I remember what Jesus said in, in uh, John 9, 4. He said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day because the night is coming when no one can work. There's coming a time we'll not be able to obey the Lord anymore. All our opportunities will be gone. And so we have to do it today. Remember verse 17 here. It says, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. And that, just, that verse just obliterates procrastination, doesn't it? That verse proves, and this is, I'm talking to myself, I'm preaching to the preacher here. That verse proves that procrastination is just a lazy form of being disobedient to God. For me, being preoccupied with what's next is an occupational hazard. Pastors are always looking to what is next. A, a shepherd is, is always preparing for the next meal for the sheep and preparing for the next night for the sheep and preparing the next season for his flock. And a shepherd, if he's not aware of it, can justify in his own mind putting off an immediate need for the sake of focusing on what's coming next. But I, I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to live like that. I can't use the responsibilities that I have of preparation and vision and leadership as an excuse for, the commit, for committing the sin of verse 17. Knowing to do good and not doing it. Not doing the ministry that God puts right in front of me today. Now there's some things that I, I don't know to do. There's things about the future that I can't know. There are things that are coming next for our church that are still unclear. But there are many things that I do know. And those things that I do know and the opportunities God puts right in front of me day by day, I need to do those things. And so I'm choosing to serve the Lord. I'm choosing an attitude of joy. And I'm choosing to make the most of all the 366 
todays that are going to come in 2024. And I hope you'll join me in that commitment. Will you stand with me? And let's just have a time of prayer together. As you're standing, would you just join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I want to pray. That you would help those who are looking back at all the mistakes and all the regrets from this past year. Lord, I thank you that your mercy is new every morning. And that today we can make a change. Lord, I pray that as we're honest about that and we repent toward you, that you will forgive and restore and set us back on our feet to follow Jesus. Lord, for those who are struggling, for those who are following at a distance, for those whose love for Christ has grown cold in the last year, for those who have stopped praying. Lord, I pray for a new beginning in this new year. And Lord, I pray that the changes begin right now, today. And Heavenly Father, I I know that you know the folks who are watching us this morning or right here in this room and they are still lost in their sin. They've never come to you for salvation. Lord, I pray today would be the day of salvation. That, Lord, they would call on you and believe the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for our sin and rose from the dead to save us. Lord, I pray right now that they're calling on you to save them. And Lord, would you teach us all how to be more present in the moments that you give us and all the todays that we're blessed with. Some of us, Lord, we need a big overhaul of our attitude. If we're going to give you glory, something's got to change on the inside in the way that we think and the way that our heart is bent. God, help us. Lord, some of us need to stop putting things off and be obedient now. Teach us and help us to do that, we pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share. And if you want a pastor to follow up with you regarding today's message, reach out to us at severe.church slash follow up. Thanks again for joining us on the First Baptist Church Severeville podcast.